0: the 40s Project podcast. In this episode, we talk all things clutter, the emotions attached to our belongings, and we uncover the dirty secret that Abby has hidden in her laundry cupboard. Today,
1: we're welcoming Peter Caulfield. She's a professional organiser from the country town of Jamestown in South Australia. Peter, you are our first ever interviewee on the 40s Project. <gasps> I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. No worries. So, Peter... Has started a new business. She's a professional organiser. Your business, simply put by Peter. Yes, how did that all start? So kind of at the beginning of the year,
2: I was my house had kind of got a bit on top of me and I was like, right, I'm I know that organizing makes me feel good, so I'm gonna start from one corner of my house and work my way right through to the other corner. And as always, going through different spots. It reminded me of how much I love to organise, and actually, how good I am at it.
1: And you are good. I thank can, you. I can actually <laughs> thank you say that because today you have gone where no organiser has ever gone, Up <laughs> to the
0: laundry at Abby's house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. I've always called it a laundry. I've lived here for 15 years. I've always called it a laundry. But today we've discovered it's not a laundry. It's a utility room. It's a utility mm. room. It's a very good utility room, which will be very, very functional. Right, because it was also the freezer room, um, veterinary supplies, uh, egg washing. Um, craft. Craft. Um, oh, it's also where I keep the plaster moulds from the podiatrist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best find ever. Love it. Love it. I, I, I <laughs> nearly lost my shoe. Oh, Abby, I see that you're flat-footed. <laughs> I'm like, the podiatrist hmm. told me I had to keep them. <laughs> like yeah, that. I think there was only
2: one, yeah? There was only one, which Uh-oh. I was, I was like, her other
0: her foot's completely not yeah, Does she have a prosthesis? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I must say I was impressed coming here after your session and the amount of stuff that you've got to chuck out that you've just... Blessed and so is everybody
1: good as good at blessing and releasing as myself? No,
2: and that's that's the thing. It's kind of when it comes to organising, people think, wow, you're gonna organise my space, but the part that comes before is the declutter. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is the really hard part. And a lot of the time people have to be in the right headspace to be willing to declutter if they're not ready to declutter. You can organise the space as best as possible, but it will usually revert
1: back to how it was. I felt like I was having a crazy morning and going, oh, hang on, Peter's going to be here in a minute to to declutter," and I'm not in that zone. But you got me in the zone really easily by just going, what's this for? Do you need it? Have you used it? Are you going to use
2: it? But my job, I feel like some of the time, is not too much organising, it's asking the right questions with Mm -hmm. the right items and getting people to think because I don't have that emotional connection to other people's items. Some of those questions can (laughs) be
1: confronting and then you're like, oh, you're right. Why? Why Why do I
0: have that flat-footed thing in my (laughs) cupboard? (laughs) It was a
1: hefty (laughs) thing. It was taking up room (laughs) You know, and if I had to go back to the podiatrist, I wouldn't have known it was there in the cupboard in the laundry. No, and that's the thing. We do that with so much of our stuff. We People
2: forget. People lose passports. People mm. lose so many things because they put it in a safe spot. But it's just because it was a space. It was a spare space. Yes. So kind of when you when it's coming to that decluttering, it's asking yourself, do I need it? Do I use it? Do I love it? Yeah. And, and an initial declutter, because you can declutter multiple times over, Ticking one of those boxes, I'd keep it. But then when you kind of, if you're going back for a second time, I'd be looking at it ticking two of those boxes. So if I love it and I need it, I'll keep it. Yeah. But if I only love it but I don't need it or use it, do I really need to keep it?
0: Oh, that that's a good
1: mm. tip. Yeah. Wow. So what about monetary <clears throat> items? Like I go, um, yeah, but, you know, that cost me $25 and I've never used it and, you know, so I must keep it. So that's kind of, that is... um guilt clutter or like expense
2: clutter so mm-hmm. we have this attachment because we have spent money on this item mm-hmm. and so not only has the item cost us money but now it's costing us our mental space
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, our actual space it's costing our emotion so it's causing it, overwhelm it's causing overwhelm and like even the mental load of thinking where is that item Oh that's right. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, I've kept I've kept it down there. And it's just one extra tab you have to keep mm-hmm. open in your head. So we have we put so much emphasis on something because we've spent money on it and it's important, but that money's been
1: spent. Yes. It's you're no longer you're not richer for holding on to that yeah. item. You it's like what we money. were talking about before when you said when people put their items, you know, for sale. Yeah.
2: It's the, the so there's this effect called the endowment effect. And basically people believe because they currently have it that it's worth more yeah. because, you know, they own it and therefore it should, it's worth more. But yeah. a lot of the time people aren't willing to pay that. So a study was actually done and people were given a mug and they were told the cost of the mug, I think it was around $2 or something like that, and then they were asked to sell the mug. And a lot of people increased the value of the mug <laughs> to about $3, dollars 3 dollars even $5. But when people were coming to purchase it, they were like, well, you know it's 75 cents a dollar and yes. it's because yeah. we put this greater value on items we already own because we have purchased mm-hmm. them um so and we
1: yeah. get a bit put out when someone wants to offer us 75 cents for something that means so much to
0: exactly It's yes. because <laughs> yes, exactly. not only the monetary it's that emotional tie to it exactly and you think well this meant so much to me brought me so much joy or whatever yeah. it was or my parents had it and it's a thing and Yeah, and that's worth worth more money. It is. I learned this the hard
1: way this week. I have had two bags of clothing. I was going to remember when we went to Adelaide in March, Melissa, I was going to take this bag of clothes to a shop that sells like secondhand designer kids clothes. Yeah, didn't do it. Um, (laughs) So it's still there. And the other day I went to Adelaide. So it's been cluttering in bags for a good 12 months. Went to Adelaide because this stuff was just too good. Like, some of it was brand new. and They were like Clark shoes, yeah, brand new, and um, other really cool jackets and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I can't just give those away. or will send them to the op shop. So I went in um, to this shop on the parade, Norwood, and I wasted my time. And I should have thrown those things out a long time ago. Oh, what happened? She picked them up and she's like, no, nah, no good, don't want it. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) right, wrong season. No one wears jumpsuits anymore. (laughs) Like, and then for the only item of value, which was, yeah, like a brand new pair of Clark sandals which were like they still had the tag on them they were like $99 you know it ended up that I was going to get $12 and I'm like screw you I have wasted my money and I'm never going to do oh, this again God. lesson learned
0: yeah, <laughs> just give it away
1: and that's the thing if you take so we
2: keep these items because they to us they have not only monetary value but you know we've bought them so they're important you know we're led to believe that by buying something, it's gonna make us feel better. We're gonna mm. feel better. We're gonna be better. We're yeah. taught to want more, need more, have more. When really there's so much more joy can come from giving to people yeah. and having less. And you know, it's but it's 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 this great advertising ploy that we've all been taught. And we yes. have it's almost mm. it's almost ingrained in us at this point mm-hmm. where even as young kids we think
1: if we have more we will be more, we will be happier. Yeah. So would you call yourself a minimalist? Or? No, no. no. <laughs> definitely not. No. No. As going through my laundry this morning, I didn't think we were minim- minimalizing. we were
2: decluttering. No, I'm
1: definitely not a
2: minimalist and I'm still a consumer and I'm probably changing my views on consuming things as I'm going through this business and trying to be more thoughtful in my purchases, mm. especially, you know, where my items are coming from. Um, Are the workers being treated fairly that I'm purchasing? Which
0: is $3 t shirts. They're great, but I go, Some poor Bangladeshi woman has sewed that with her toes or something. (laughs) Like it's just. Exactly. Like, it, awful. Well, it is. No, it is one hundred percent. And I'm not always,
2: you know, I try to be. But even having an iPhone, like, there's people working in mines under slavery to put the stuff that's in here. And you know, it's when you dig a bit,
0: when you dig a bit deeper on certain brands, you
2: it is. And so you mm. can't be if if you did it for everything, I'd be running around in the nut basically. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah, there's the
0: balance. Of, there's a
2: balance. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to make more considerate choices, but also if i really want something i'm trying to delay that purchase yeah so i delayed because impulse purchases. purchases they're the things that we're getting rid of they are exactly yes. yeah. they are those things that you feel guilty about or you built because oh bought because you're like i just need to feel good yes. today and we've been taught yeah. to feel good buy something treat yourself look after yourself Yeah, yeah. and then you're like oh i didn't last very long mm. oh, okay oh do something else but then or then you're left with that horrible after feeling of well now I've just got more crap in my yes. space that I have to deal with yeah and mm-hmm. it's
1: you know and it is a big deal because it's our real estate it's our home it is. it's our space and it can get really overwhelming it's real estate in our
2: home yeah. in our head yeah. in our heart um yeah it's just these things are taking up more than just physical space a lot of the time
1: yeah so you're relatively new at Organising other people's
0: homes, yes. but
1: it is a thing. Professional organisers are now a thing, and I love them. Yes. And I love that it's not my mum or my friend coming to help me because, <laughs> um, what did you say before? We can all be a gross bitch. Oh, <laughs> there's some shit you don't want people to see. <laughs> and,
2: and that's what I, it's a new industry. Um, it's that we have a need for it in our society
0: because we do have We're big we consumers. We have massive, massive consumers. consumers. consumers Especially we, when you've got Kmart with all the cheap shit. I you go, know. It's 95 bucks. Exactly. I'll oh, have it. that and now that I get K K-Hub and it's in oh, the country. Oh, God. Is that open up in Clare? Uh, Kadena. Oh, no, Kadena. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I oh, know, And like Kmart, you know. It, it's my happy, it still is my happy place. I don't <laughs> buy as much as I used to, but I still walk around and just look at all the pretty things. I'm like, yeah. so yeah. cheap, though. Okay, no just, right.
0: yeah. I'm sure
2: I can find Let's something to use it for. back to the Bangladeshi woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I know. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Exactly. It's like Peter. For what? <laughs> Centre. So
1: when you get to someone's house, what do you do?
2: Basically, so usually um, it will start with somebody contacting me either via email or messenger and saying, you know, I'd really love to hear about your services or what you can do and i'll usually have a chat over the phone with them kind of discuss what they're looking to achieve what their biggest problems are um you know what they want the outcome to be and then we'll organize a time for me to come and meet um at their place and start a session so usually session starts at about three hours um Mm -hmm. because after that decision fatigue sets in which is Mm -hmm. another noted phenomenon basically we Almost have a finite amount of decisions we can make, which is why like Barack Obama had two colored suits so that he could take that decision out of his. Oh wow! Name. wow. Yeah, so two
0: colored suits. That's the best thing about uniforms. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I like it takes. The it's, and Don't you know, it's it.
2: even mm-hmm. like I'm learning how much decision making can affect even clutter. Mm-hmm. It's the clutter in our brain, decision
1: making. Yeah, that's a complete side note. And it was like that was kind of exhausting. Um, <laughs> it is massively exhausting. But now I feel. Yeah. Relieved. Yeah. Because, so you came with your three tubs. Yeah. I felt like I was on a Peter Walsh um, <laughs> episode. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. I was just going, oh, i was see what she's got to yeah. say. But I was like, I'm right here. I am this person on the floor going, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to keep my prosthetic foot clean. <laughs> I
1: might need 30 30- Old towels. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
2: And we do because we plan for the worst case scenario a lot of the time. But... how often is the worst case scenario going to occur and you
1: said that to me about yeah. the towers oh, worst case scenario yeah, how many towels are you going to exactly. need at one time
2: Yeah, and and like not, I think, not
0: 50 that are in my cupboard
2: the difference about being in a city and being on a farm or out in the country is yes we do actually have to take in that bit of extra consideration we don't have a shop down the
1: road mm-hmm. to go and run but anymore. we have a lot of
0: room that's <laughs> the problem because you go oh chuck it in the container
1: exactly
2: oh Let's chuck get it in another shipping container. yeah
0: that's right <laughs> exactly so that yeah I think sometimes when you space is and we don't have limited um, yeah. the rubbish removal no and i must say that's something that moving back to a farm i really was conscious of how much we, we have to get rid of our rubbish yeah. so how much we use recycling yeah. rubbish what can we've got our own dump yeah it just you have to deal with it yeah. you don't have a garbage truck coming and picking it up so okay, i think that changed a little bit of my headset of, we don't really need that. I'm yeah. going to have to chuck
1: it If out. I have a tray here that says, what do you want me to do with my rubbish? Take it with, take take it it with you. you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We don't have a little wheelie bin. in. No.
1: Yeah. no. Um, yeah, and so then
2: I'll come into a home and bring my tubs and my trusty toolbox with all my little bits and pieces in there um, and we'll walk through the space. And usually I've got four categories when we're working in a space, which is um, items to donate. Items to throw out, um, items to that need to go back to an old home or a different space. They don't actually belong in the space we're working and the items that still belong there. We go through. I ask questions like, when was the last time you used this? You know, do you need it? Do you love
1: it? Do you want it? Do you need this second slow cooker that's very small and probably wouldn't fit exactly. anything it that feeds a family of five?
2: It was the cutest little oh. slow cooker I've ever seen in my life. It was It was itty-bitty. <laughs>
1: But you kept the fondue. <laughs> oh, that really tore me. But I knew I had to um, explain, like, I had to try and get the point across that, no, those fondue pots weren't going anywhere. And you know what? Now that I've seen them and they're all there together, I'm going to hold myself a fondue party. It's, and that's it. It's sometimes it's
2: me asking that question. And my, my job is not to take people's stuff. I would like to make this very clear. I am not going to make you throw out or get rid of anything you do not want to. Because that's your decision to make. A little
0: um, light pressure, never. A little light start. pressure. To really <laughs> challenging t- really dig
2: deep, <laughs> deep into that thought process. But um I'm not there to take your stuff or make you get rid of it. The decision's is with that person. Um but I want you to be very considered in that decision. I want you to think about why you're keeping it. And to you I can see you're like, but they're my thing. I was like Okay, that's cool. That's all I need to know. She's Fond- a weird fondue yeah. cooker. Okay.
1: Yeah. Meet the Foggers. have you ever seen that? Yeah. Uh, the fondue party and the, get the family album yeah. out and then
2: the little... Beautiful. We'll be looking forward to
1: that. that? I yeah. expect to see pictures of fondue
2: and family photos. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's... Yeah, so when it is when it's important to you, of course, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, things can have... Just because something's got meaning to you know me I might say something a photo album and go oh you know do you want to keep this and you could be like oh no that's that's bloody nothing not even my photos don't even know why it's in the (laughs) cupboard yes
1: and that happened so I had this tiny little dry as a bone coat oh it's the littlest dry as a bone I've ever seen and um Jack used to wear it when he was little and run around on the oval at footy on in the pouring rain and it is tiny and I'm like I can't like it's been just sitting in my laundry for years and I'm just like I
2: can't
1: and yeah that's when Peter spoke about
2: basically turning it into yeah it's a um, memory So you could call it memorabilia clutter or nostalgic clutter, but it's something that is important to you and it's sentimental. And so instead of it just being put away, you know, you need to, with those kind of items, you can find a way to honour them. So, for example, um, I've got a jumper that was my mum's. And my mum passed away about two years ago. But this jumper, it's horrific. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Not my colour, not my style. It's itchy. I was like had it in my cupboard for a couple, like, it had been tucked away and I was like, I'll hang it up. And I'm like, I'm never going to wear this.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: just not my thing. So I'm like, I wore it for a day and then what I'm doing is I'm going to cut out part of it, stick it in like a uh, shadow box frame with the picture oh, yeah. of my mum holding me while she's wearing it, which is why I love it. It reminds yes. me oh, of the picture and the memory.
0: Yeah. And I'm going
2: to hang it up in my walking wardrobe so that I can honour that piece and it reminds me of all the important things associated with it because it's it's not actually usually the item. It's the memory associated with the item is what we're trying to hold on to. And
1: you can get a feeling when you look at stuff. Like when I look at that little drysor bone, it just brings back these memories of little Jack. So, yeah, we decided that we're going to – um you know hang it on a hook in and the laundry and exactly, when I walk yeah. in there I can see and I can remember when the laundry was a space where I used to wash little people's clothes exactly Aww, and it's such on such it lovely. that
2: way and it will bring you joyous memories and you know and it's it is it's, it becomes a piece of
0: artwork which mm. brings you that joy I had a friend that um she had it just quite funky and had um little overalls um for her boys and she framed a set of overalls. Yeah. And they were just this, you know, funky stars and whatever. And it was just such a great piece of art that yeah. she had hanging on her yeah. wall. So and, uh, yeah, it's a lovely idea. Moves yeah. those
2: feelings. It yeah. does. And you know, it sometimes there's just- items that we might not want to frame or you know can't put it up but things like that are great to have a sentimental box yes. to put them in yeah. and i think
0: each person in your family you should have a sentimental box for that's actually one thing i do have at home it's a box of yeah do you want to keep this drawing that you put it in your box and then go yes. through well, your box yeah. and
1: chuck i out. do for the kids as well but like peter said with this particular item That's not sentimental for them, that's sentimental for you. So, where's your sentimental box? Oh, I I don't have a sentimental
2: (laughs) box. So, yeah, exactly. It's the person who associates the memory with it, Mm. that's their sentimental item. So, a lot of the time, baby stuff, baby clothes, they actually probably fall in our sentimental Mm. box. Yes um and you know you might be able to if you feel like oh i don't know that i want to hold on to it then maybe it might be a picture of that item that you decide to take take, and keep and let it go or you keep one booty like two cute little booties you might keep one booty and you know let the other go um so there's lots of different ways you can do it without being overwhelmed by your sentimental items because they can be they can they can. You can they're the
0: hardest ones together. they are and they're, they're the ones the i would leave hardest. to the
2: very end yeah. i would never do sentimental <laughs> first in a decluttering yeah i would always go to things like your laundry yeah. or your kitchen those are two spots where you very rarely come across super sentimental mm-hmm. items or a lot of sentimental items because like a pantry like well it's food yeah. like yeah. let's just do yeah. it unless you come across i do know mile. some of that
1: pantry access was pretty sentimental like out of date yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that's I've historical had, yeah. <laughs> i've had it for quite a long time Shit. <laughs> So Jamestown is how far from Adelaide? Uh, from
2: Adelaide, so it's, I think it's about 250 k north of Adelaide. Yep. So, And
1: you've got two little
2: boys. I have two little boys, a three, well, soon to be three-year-old and soon to be six-year-old who happen to be three
1: days apart. Oh, wow. Um, in birthdays. so oh, I can share a cake. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> That's what we do. Oh.
1: <laughs> so how far are you willing to travel in your business to help organise people's homes?
2: So usually I'm happy to go about an hour and a half yep. from where I am, radius mm-hmm. from Jamestown but you also do zoom i do zoom yes so if people just um if you kind of need the moral support more mm-hmm. um, the person still asking the questions looking at the space you know getting you to really think about it then it's something we can do via zoom yep um just set up in your space talking about the item i won't be there for the hands-on organizing but ultimately that's a lot less of the work if yes. that makes mm-hmm. sense at Absolutely. the end of the day because yeah, yeah. once you have less it's easier then you to can organize. do it
0: yourself. Yeah. Well, most people you can, do can it yourself. figure that part out. Exactly. Yeah. You
2: can go, yeah. well, and it's almost, you know, it's almost where it's better for you sometimes because you know how your space works. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know yep. that, well, I'm going to get the kids to do the washing as well, so they need to be able to reach the dishwashing liquid. And yeah. so, right, we need it on that shelf mm-hmm. and, you know, we need – I never use that item, so I'm going to stick it on the very top shelf because it's used once or
1: twice a year. So yep. I'm going to I must that. say, this morning I probably thought – Oh, I really just needed to give myself the time to get in here, and I could probably do this myself. Yeah, I was so wrong. <laughs> I would not have made those inroads. Mm-hmm. I would have cleaned things and moved things around and stuck things in. But we eradicated a whole double cupboard yes. from my laundry. It was space. massive. I
2: think probably it would be about what five or six big like garbage bags yes. worth of stuff. Yeah. You, but you were amazing. Like you were. One hundred percent on board to
1: let. Maybe things I was trying go. to impress you because I don't know. <laughs> I would have been doing that. don't know that I would have been able to do that mine. Sometimes you just need that support, that look from someone that says it's okay to let it go. Yes. The, it's the permission to let things go. Because mm-hmm. people have they have. There's so much guilt associated. Mm-hmm. There's guilt there
0: associated. is because you feel
1: wasteful. Yeah, you and
0: like look at all this shit. I No, And you didn't look at me like you're
1: a, you're a wasteful bitch. <laughs> like you know, you just threw your husband's <laughs> screwdrivers in that bag. <laughs>
2: There is a guilt associated with anything to do with mess and clutter. It's the guilt Mm. that you don't want someone to see it. It's that it's got to this position. It's well, now I've got to get rid of it, and I feel bad about adding it to, you know, to landfill, or I feel bad about letting go of that item because Auntie Madge from Up Whoop Whoop gave me (laughs) it, you know, and it it's the one thing she gave me. Mm -hmm. Having a professional organizer come in hopefully allows you those right questions, but also somebody give, allowing yeah. you, giving I you permission I felt. to make those decisions mm-hmm. and not feeling bad for it. Because ultimately, in three or four weeks' time, are you going to have remembered what you've thrown out?
1: No. No. no.
0: You no. Probably and probably s- didn't even know what no. was in there anyway. absolutely not. Well, mm-hmm. a
1: foot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Mold. If I get Mold. a sore, sore feet in the next <laughs> few weeks and have to go to the podiatrist, I'm going to curse this. <laughs> So you are running a workshop in Jamestown? Yes. So on the 31st of October,
2: I've been lucky enough to be asked to do a a workshop with uh, Gather at Home Hill. Yeah, so you basically come along... I talk, answer questions, and then you get some amazing food. And inspiration. And inspiration. That's yeah. and how you get
0: in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. So and, yeah. We're
2: going to be talking about, like, the different types of clutter. So yeah. there's about six, seven different types of clutter in your home. Mm. And so I'll be talking about each kind of clutter and the best ways to deal with them. So, like, you've got your sentimental clutter. Yep. And you have got, I like to call your clutter clutter, which is stuff you've bought because you couldn't find the other stuff because it was mixed up in your clutter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, we've all way, done that, we? <laughs> When you have ended up coming across like 10 spatulas because you keep buying uh, spatulas. Yeah. How many spatulas do you ultimately <laughs> need in your life? <laughs> Maybe two. And getting rid of that and, you yep. know, your freebie clutter, which is a big one. Freebie clutter is never free. So when people <laughs> oh. give you things or,
1: you know, oh, yes. um, when field days clutter,
2: good timing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Things like that, they're never really free. And bargain clutter, aspirational clutter. All those kinds of things. I never
0: knew there was so much. Clutter.
2: Clutter. <laughs> Clutter.
0: Oh, <no. laughs> That's the thing. That's so, brilliant. Talk... So these guys are in Jamestown? They're oh. in
2: Jamestown, right. yes. Yep. So yep. it's, um, I think it's a shearing shed that they've got, they've set up to host events. So they've also yep. got some other great workshops coming up. I oh, no. got resin, in table. South... No, we're going oh,
1: we off for yeah. the clutch yeah. paint. Yes, bow, so yeah. long <laughs> It looks amazing. Well, Holly, yes, nice. I might have to get up there and check it out. Yes, we would love to have you up in Jamestown. Yeah, sounds like the place to be. Thank you so much, Peter. You are our official first sponsor. And I am so excited. Yeah, oh, so so We feel yeah, sure. now
0: all prepared. I know, He's Peter's coming <laughs> on board and you have
1: spoken so well today. You are you're very professional. I'm so glad. Super, I was super nervous. <laughs> <laughs> super nervous. So Peter's coming on board to sponsor the 40s project and she's going to be providing tips on organising every episode. Excellent. And I'm, yes, very
2: excited. Already started getting all my favourite tips put together for you oh, guys to shout been. out so to everybody. So.
1: It doesn't matter What you're doing, you can always do with, especially our target audience, the the women, the 40s. Because we're the idiots that have to do (laughs) Uh
0: them.